This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Here's Grill. Hadn't made a shot all half. Off the mark, Jayhawks win. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM, Aaron Hawksworth, alongside Joe Ostrowski, and Mark Zinno in the house with us this morning. Before we get to a little college basketball, I have never heard of this lady who cook, who dumps out her crock pot on the counter or the toilet. What, what did I miss? Is this... Is this important? Do I need to see these videos? Listen, I mean, Instagram food on Instagram is like a thing, right? Like, I mean, people just make food on Instagram and he's like, and some of these people go way overboard and what they sometimes try to do with Italian food really offends me and grosses me out. Uh, (laughs) That's a whole different conversation. But yet, I mean, I just, there's, there's one woman who just dumps everything in a crock pot. It just, you know, and the next thing you know, whoop. And then all of a sudden, out comes a dish that I'm supposed to eat. But these are all things like I would never, ever put together in a crock pot. So, yeah, I mean, there are some people out there with some food hacks on, on Instagram that are rather nauseating, if you ask me. Oh, I thought you were talking about the lady who, uh, who she clears out her counter space in the kitchen. And, like, let's say she's making some kind of spaghetti. Oh, I know dish. Yeah, and she I just know dumps all the food about. out there. And, and, they, and they, have par- they have parties and they invite people over and they eat off the table. Or I've seen stuff cooked or made in toilets as well, but that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nasty. See, I told right. you well, you, that time of- you need to find out. <laughs> I'll just stick to my uh, non-cooking skills. I don't know if I need to dive into that game. <laughs> Let's dive into some basketball. It's that time of year where we want to focus more on college basketball with less and less NFL games. So we've got Kansas, Kansas State. Uh, this number mm-hmm. is at two and a half. And K State, the slight two and a half point home dogs here. Um, the total one forty seven and a half. So I know that Kansas is a great three point shooting team. Kansas State, great at defending the three. And then we were just talking to Kate uh, in that last segment. You know, I like home court in college basketball. So I think I'm going to be on uh, K State. Plus two and a half here. Joe, um, I also wanted to mention ATS. So Kansas State, who's currently ranked 26 according to Kempom, also this season 12 and 5 against the spread, while the Jayhawks are just 7 and 10. Uh, what angles do you have your eye on here? Yeah, I, I get your point about uh, taking the home dog. I mean, this place, the atmosphere is going to be off the charts. Should be a lot of fun to watch tonight. I think you could make the the case that both of these teams have been fairly lucky 
early on this year. You've got uh, the Jayhawks with four one-possession wins, but it's not like it, they're, they're a complete fluke here. I mean, they're legitimate. They're a top 15 offensive and defensive efficiency. you got K-State coming off the loss. They have one of the top players in Noel in the country right now. He's getting some love for the Wooden Award. As the odds have been dropping, 15-2 record. And you could say that things have been a, luck, been a little bit lucky on their side with a few overtime wins. But the home dog with that atmosphere, that's that's the way that I would look. I, I would look to the K-State side. How about you, Mark? I mean, here's what scares me. I, I want to take K-State. But the rebounding yeah. advantage that Kansas has is what really gives me pause uh, because you're talking about second-chance opportunities. You're talking about easy buckets on the offensive end uh, that Kansas can take advantage of. You know, I don't want to take anything away from K-State, but, you know, I, I called college basketball for years, and I had a coach hammer into my head religiously that defense and rebounding ultimately will win every single game uh, if you look at it. And so I always mm-hmm. focus on the boards. And You know, there were times he would walk up to the booth right at the end of the game and he would hold the stat sheet and he'd be pointed at the rebounds thing every time. Rebound, you know, as his main stat. And so I always focus on that as one of those things that's sort of underrated when you look at how to put a handicap together in, in a basketball game for at least college hoops, not so much the NBA. But, you know, that's what really gives me pause here on K-State uh, being such a short number. If I had a little bit more distance, guys, like I said, if I was in the four, four and a half range, I was beyond one full possession, I might be a little bit more inclined here. Um, but given the fact that it's two and a half, it almost feels like a coin flip. You know, one or two possessions, one or yeah. two big rebounds by Kansas at the end of this game, it could be the deciding factor. And so it's probably Kansas or pass for me. I, I, it's not my favorite game on the board tonight. Um, so I, I may end up passing on it, but I lean Kansas in this spot. What about, it looks like if you shop around, the market hasn't made up its mind. There's one and a half, twos, and two and a half. Oh, Would yeah. that change your opinion? Yeah, if you could get one and a half. 100%, yeah. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Well, well Mark, what is your favorite on the board tonight then? I mean, I really do like the Iowa State play at home uh, just because Ames is such a tough place to play. But I, I did ask Kate mm-hmm. about Tennessee, Mississippi State here, uh, and, and I look towards that game for, for Tennessee to bounce back. You know, it's interesting when you look at these two teams, you know, it's a mismatch on paper for Tennessee over Mississippi State. But both of these teams are fairly good defensively. And I just – I'm banking on the fact that Tennessee will come back out and score – the way they're normally used to scoring. And I think it's a correlating bet situation here, given the total of this thing. If it's ten, if you're on the Tennessee side, take the over, because they should be able to push the pace and get themselves to 70 or close to 70 to get this thing over the 123, which is kind of the way I lean. And I really think that Tennessee will bounce back tonight after that loss and, and get things right very, very quickly. Um, and then, of course, you know, Mississippi State, not a terribly great shooting team across the board. It's not something that they are – you know, um, uh, Mississippi State that, that doesn't really do it all that well. Um, it, they only shoot about 40%, and, and it's not really all that great. So I think Tennessee could certainly take advantage from that standpoint, being able to outshoot them. And this is a Mississippi State team that's only 4-4 four and four ATS at home this year, uh, and, and you get a much stronger Tennessee defense here. So I'll lean on the Vols to cover that six. That uh, that Iowa State game that you referenced, man, I was hoping we'd get a better number than laying two and a half at home. I, I get why they're the favorite and minus two and a half. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. But, man, that defense is locked down and at home. I, I, I'd like to see it shorten a little bit. I don't want to lay two and a half against Texas. Uh, the number that jumped out to me, really, and it's like, okay, what are we missing here? Um, Texas Tech favored by two and a half. 
They haven't won a game in conference yet. We know how tough it is, and some of them have been really close. You have an overtime game, you two one-possession losses, but it's an 0-5 start for them, and they're favored by 2.5 against Baylor, a team that uh, Kate mentioned off to a slower start but, but still likes them over the course of the season. And the Baylor losses, two top teams, top teams. Um, I think uh, almost all of them are top 20 teams, at some at least at some point this season. They're a top 10 offense in the country. Am I missing something, or is this just the spot that Texas Tech finally gets their, gets their conference win? Why, why is Baylor a two-and-a-half dog? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting question um, when you look at uh, the, the Big 12 this year. And that's, this is the hard part. Uh, because this conference is so competitive uh, and because they have such good defensive teams that, it, you know, I think some of these numbers are more based off of recency bias than necessarily the entire sample set of what you've seen from the team the entire year. And I, I think that that sort of plays into it a little bit here. But this is a Baylor team right now that, you know, I, I think is playing some of the best basketball uh, that we expected them to play offensively. They continue to just be a juggernaut, right? I mean, they're averaging over 80 mm-hmm. points a game. You know, they're shooting the lights out of the ball. Uh, they're long. They're athletic. They're probably the most, most athletic team in the Big 12. So they're really, really tough to defend. Um, and, and, you know, Texas Tech relies on defense. They always have. That's kind of the way they play. It, this is about a styles make fights kind of game here, Joe, because if they can slow the pace down enough and grind it down to keep Baylor from getting into any offensive rhythm, they've got a real good shot here um, to win this thing. But it, it, it'll boil down to if Baylor makes shots early and get out to a lead, I don't like Texas Tech having to chase against the Baylor team that pushes the pace the way they do. I like it. Mark, anything else on uh, today's slate that jumped out at you as one of your favorite plays? It was an interesting look by Kate uh, about Alabama. I, I wanted to ask her about that. I don't know if you guys followed this crazy story, what's going on with Darius Miles. And yeah. It was interesting mm-hmm. because Saturday's game against LSU, I don't know if you saw this game, Alabama was leading by 37 at half. They were destroying LSU. I mean, literally obliterating them. And Darius Miles was listed as out for that game with an ankle, a quote, ankle injury. And then by Sunday night, we find out uh, what had happened and what was going on. Uh, and I don't even know how the timeline went, guys, to be honest with you. I, I don't 100% know. I mean, obviously, he's immediately been kicked off the team, and he's now out of school, obviously. But I wonder, she's right, I watch these players are going to be rattled by that. And, you know, I'd have to do some research on the timeline of when all this happened because if they played that game knowing – that something like this had happened or knowing that Darius was, you know, uh, you know, out doing things that, you know, we, we, God forbid, we don't want anybody to do. That's an interesting sort of mindset as far as they approach this game against Vanderbilt, but that's not an easy place for them to play. As she had mentioned, that's a big number for them to be laying, especially after a huge blowout. Don't you expect some regression after a big blowout like that for, this, for them to sort of come back, uh, come back to the pack a little bit, especially going on the road. They won that game against LSU at home. So, uh, it's an interesting look there. That really sort of piqued my eye when she said it. I mean, I don't know if I would go so far as a money line wager, but eight and a half is a lot of points 
uh, to be laying on the road in a conference game against a pretty competent team. Yeah, I mean, what's your prep on this? When their world's been thrown into chaos with that. I, and, and, but it, yeah, you could, you, it's one of those things where you can look at it either way, where it's, it's probably good for them to get away a little bit, even though impossible yeah. for those teenagers to focus on basketball, but it, it might help them a little bit. But uh, yeah, the timeline would be interesting. And all this very short here. So I'm sure they've been practicing a little bit. And I mean, that's all they're talking about, teammates, I'm sure. So that, that, that's a tough one to read. Um, does anybody have anything on Penn State, Wisconsin? You got the Badgers favored by three and a half at home. They've lost their last three. Um, Mark was talking about, you know, second chance opportunities. Neither of these teams do much of that. I mean, they're both outside the top 300 offensive rebound percentage. But uh, it's pretty interesting that the Badgers favored by three and a half in another conference game, and uh, it, it's been a while. And the numbers say that Penn State is better. But uh, up in Madison, always tough, tough spot to play. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I my favorite – Go ahead, Kate. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Eric, no, sorry. you can uh, <laughs> I, I, I was just pointing out the, the, the Houston spread tonight against Tulane. They're laying 11 points on the road. You know, at some point in time, mm-hmm. you feel like Houston is going to get tripped up. I just wonder when it's going to be and who it's going to get. Uh, Tulane is an offense that runs and guns. They score over 80 points a game. Like, it's one of those numbers where this may be a spot where Houston gets himself in a tighter game than expected. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We'll dive into every angle of the NFL Divisional Playoff Games over the next hour, and we're going to start in the AFC next. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.